Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. All right, let's welcome our online audience as well, um, as well as those that watch on TV. And you are also much a part of this family. And if you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, this is the place to be. A warm welcome awaits you. And God's presence is here. God's presence is here. And God is at work in this place. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So in this month, we're going to be studying the book of James. The book of James. And um, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will allow God to minister to you and let your life be transformed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You see, one encounter with God through his word can take you from where you are to where you are supposed to be. And no matter what is going on, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may God take you from where you are to where you are supposed to be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to James, the book of James. Let's start from the very first verse, James chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. James chapter 1. He says, James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, it says James, a bond servant of God. Now, who was James? Now, there are five people in the, in the New Testament called James, and the fifth of them. And James was um, a half-brother of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ was the incarnate Son of God, the only begotten Son of God. But when, after Jesus Christ was born, Mary and Joseph got involved in a normal marital relationship, and they gave birth to other children. When you read Matthew chapter 13, verse 55, notice what the Bible says. Is not his mother Mary called Mary? Notice his brother James, who says Simon and Judas. Simon and Judas. So James was the half brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and then in addition to James, you see that there's Jose, Simon, and Judas. And when you study the Bible carefully, you notice that the whole family, Mary was involved I mean, in the ministry. Um, James, the half-brother, you see, his brethren did not, his brothers did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So James and the household, at some point, notice what the Bible says in John chapter 7, John chapter 7, verse 5, he says, for even his brothers did not believe in him. And that includes this person here, James, the Lord's brother. So he grew up not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can understand that because if you grow up with Jesus, for instance, if you're in a household with Jesus and, and you, are his, you are his sibling, and you grow up and uh, every day you hear how Jesus is perfect. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's, the Bible says he was without sin. So you hear all these things about him. Uh, even from a natural standpoint, you can easily become antagonistic against him. 
Who do you think he is? Every day they are saying good things about him. And look at me. They are not, nothing good about me. So he did not grow up believing in Jesus. Even his brothers did not believe in Jesus. You may be antagonistic against Jesus Christ. You don't believe in him. You don't care so much for him. But I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, the same way Jesus Christ gave an encounter to his half-brother as the word of God, and later on he believed in him. May you have an encounter with the resurrected Christ in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So later on, when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, notice what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 3, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And after that, he was seen by Cephas. Then by the twelve, after that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present but some have fallen asleep notice this after that he was seen by james then by all the apostles he seems he singles james out that he appeared to him after he was raised from the dead and that is when james be really believed on his on, on, on him because up to that point he just saw him as his brother but when he had a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ after his resurrection, he graduated, not only believing him, but later on, he became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. They described him as having camel's knees. The man was so prayerful, his knees had become leaded like a camel. So he ran from someone who did not believe in Jesus Christ to become stalwart in God's house and in God's kingdom. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, no matter your past, no matter who you are, I'll come to announce to you by the word of the living God that if you will yield your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, there is hope for you. And may God reveal himself to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 1.19 refers to him as the, Lord's, as the Lord's brother. Then in, in that same account in Matthew chapter 13, verse 55 and 56, he calls another person, Judas. That's really Jude. Jude was also uh, the writer of the book of Jude. If you look in the book of Jude, chapter 1 jude chapter 1 thank you lord jesus is notice he says jude a born servant of jesus christ and brother of james so this whole family was involved in the service of the lord jesus christ and that is how god does it god god is interested in families and in a family he will usually start with one person look at look at noah for instance he started with noah as one person and then later noah and his sons and his wife god called them and together they made an impact on their generation look at moses and miriam and aaron whole one family dedicated to the lord all throughout the bible we see that zechariah and elizabeth they gave birth to a son, John the Baptist. Together, they were in the service of the Lord. James and John, the sons of Zebedee. 
Peter and Andrew. So we see all through all the Bible, God is interested in families. Timothy, Lois, and Eunice, grandmother and, and mother, they were all involved. And usually God will start with one family. We see Barnabas, the son of encouragement. The sister was Mary. And that Mary was the one had a large room that they used for the work of the ministry that on the day of Pentecost they were in that upper room and Mary had a son John Mark he's the writer of the book of Mark so really we see that God is interested in family and I, this is amazing notice in the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 16 verse 7 he says this great Adronicus and junior my countrymen and my fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles the king james put it this way he, he says salute adronicus and junior my king's men my family members adronicus and and my fellow prisoners who are not among the apostles who were also in christ before me so even in paul's family he wasn't the first apostle his king's men were involved maybe you trust god you want to see somebody in your family come to the lord desperately it may be a husband it may be a child it may be a wife it may be a grandchild in the mighty name of the lord jesus i pray that as you stand in faith for them may you see them come to the lord in the name of the lord jesus i said may you see them come to the lord in the mighty name of the lord jesus so this was James. And so, not, let's go back to that account. So when he's noticed that, but when he's writing this letter, he doesn't introduce himself as James, the brother of Jesus. What humility. He introduces himself as James, a servant of God. And of the Lord Jesus Christ. His life was transformed after he saw Jesus Christ. That word servant in the Greek is doulos. That means someone, someone who is wholly yielded and dedicated to the interest of his master. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may we be wholly dedicated to the interest of our master. May we be totally yielded to the Lord. And the Lord Jesus Christ. And James is also the oldest book of the New Testament. It was written before all the other all all Gospels. And here he's writing. And he noticed he calls Jesus Lord. My owner. The one that I report to. His life has been transformed i pray in the mighty name of the lord jesus that may god take your life and use it for his glory then he goes on to say to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad greeting that those are the people that he is writing to and the word scattered there refers to the act of scattering seed and in those days a farmer could systematically plant the seeds in an orderly fashion or he could scatter the seed 
And these people had been scattered as a result of the persecution that arose in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. They were scattered abroad. And when they had been scattered abroad, they were some had lost their homes, some had lost their jobs, some had lost had lost different things. And what they were looking to see in the Christian life, it seemed that they, they had not seen it. And here, Pastor James writes a letter to them. In the midst of their difficulty, in the midst of their trials, he writes a letter to those people who are scattered abroad. They had received the word of God. But notice verse 2, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith works patience. My Lord and my God. Let's pause on that word, brethren. Brothers. And, and, and you see, the word brother, bre brother or brethren comes from that way it means a lot to these people because of what they are going through king alexander the great later on the term became very common in their day because it became associated with military it became a military term so when alexander the great when his warriors when his when his soldiers came back from battle the people who had gone through a difficult time and were able to make it and come out he will come alongside them give them a hug and call them that now you are my brother i am standing with you despite the test despite the trial that you have gone through so he's saying to these people i understand exactly what you are going through and I'm writing to you and I'm letting you know that I understand and I have come alongside you. Then he goes on to say, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. He's saying that, I mean, I understand we are in this together. And sometimes when things come up, we may not understand. Um, I mean, when you are going to diverse tests, diverse trial, it may seem difficult. But in the midst of it, God is with you. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't know what you may have lost. A job, a relationship, something that is precious to you that you may have lost. 
But God says to you today that he is with you. Jesus said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Like Alexander the Great will come by these soldiers. You may not have the victory yet, but in the midst of all the difficulties, count it all joy. That word count to means to reckon something to be sold. And sometimes you may not feel the best. Your circumstances may not be the best. But you are reckoning. You are counting. That when it's all said and done. You are going to emerge victorious. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. No matter what you may be faced with. No matter what you may be going through. I see you emerging victorious in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you emerging victorious in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You see, joy is not dependent on, on, on your surroundings. Happiness may depend on your surroundings. Uh, you may wake up in the, in, in the morning, be in a good mood, and one word from somebody can quickly, quickly switch it. <laughs> Change everything. <laughs> But, you see, joy is, is, is stable. It's like the ripples on the top of a lake. The ripples on the top of a lake uh, can keep changing. With, depending on what is happening around. But the undercurrent that is flowing on the lake is very solid and very stable. No matter what happens. So there may be things happening around. Different circumstances. But the joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord. Is our strength. It keeps us stable. It keeps us stable. No matter what may be going on. Around in the world. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. No matter how difficult it is. May you have that stability in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said, may you have that stability in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you have that stability in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that he says that. The first thing that he says about trial, he says that, count it all joy when? So trials are inevitable. When, not if. When you fall, that word fall, it's like going from the top to the bottom. It's like the, the good Samaritan, he is described as he fell into a band of robbers and bandits. Sometimes it may be unexpected. Sometimes you didn't plan on it. But he says, when you fall, it's part of the Christian walk. You see, we all desire, if we walk perfectly in the spirit, then things will be all right all the time. 
but we are still working on it. Nobody is working perfectly in the spirit yet. Are you working in the, perfectly in the spirit? Not yet. We are working towards it. So it says, when you fall into diverse temptations, that word diverse there is like many colored. Diverse. Different kinds of tests. Of, of tests that can come our way. They come in different kinds. When you are young, uh, the tests that you face are different. The tests that you may face will be a test to stand for God. When your friends are going against God and when everybody is going against God. When you are in middle age, you are thinking about different things. Your, your financial security, different things. Your children, grandchildren, different things. When you get a, a little older, you start thinking about another set of tests and trials. So he says, divers. It's like the coat of Joseph's coat of many colors. They come in different colors, different shapes. <laughs> but no matter what it is, at whatever stage that you are in, sometimes when it, when it comes down, it's like, like when it rains, it pours. It's coming from different directions. But no matter the test, no matter the trial, God pours out and gives us his grace to be able to make it through. Receive that grace to be able to make it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, two, the trials are many colored. Three, they may come unexpectedly. The good Samaritan didn't start out on his journey saying that today I'm going to get mad. <laughs> no, 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 no. We hear sometimes of tragic news. Different things. You didn't set out in the day that this was going to happen. So he says, fall into them. Then he goes on to say this. Knowing this. Knowing this. That the trying of your faith. That word for trial. Is important. That means it's coming to test what we are made of. Like for instance, when you have a metal, sometimes you can have an alloy. And sometimes people can have counterfeit of that. So the test and the trial comes. And as a result to prove us. You see, every one of us will be tested. And it's a proving to see what we are made of. When the light of God comes concerning your health. When you receive the light of God concerning your finances, tithing, doing all these things. When you receive the light of God concerning protection. Any light that comes to you. The test is to prove what we are made out of. 
And James is a, is a very practical letter. He writes uh, uh, concerning Christian living where the rubber meets the road. Where the test and the trials come, but ultimately it comes to prove what we are made out of. And this is the time where you can become resentful against God or go through it with a positive attitude and come out on top in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes when people are going through times like that, they become resentful. They complain. They murmur. Sometimes people drop out all together. But he knew exactly what these people were going through and he says to them that the trying of your faith, it does something. It works patience or endurance. The early church fathers called this word uh, the queen of all virtues. Some have translated it, stay in power. The trying of your faith works endurance. It is working something in you. It's proving you. It's divers, but it's proving you. The goal was to test if that object was as genuine as it says it was. And if you are a child of God, sometimes things will come up that really test you. That will really prove what you are made out of. But the one that is solidly planted, planted on the word of God, will not budge, will not move, but instead will stand your ground and you will put up a fight you put up a resistance against whatever may be coming up or whatever you may be going through the idea of endurance suggests that you it's like a heavy load that comes down on you and you make a decision that you are going to remain in the same spot. You are not going to move. You are going to push back. And when you do that, you connect with God himself. Who now moves on your behalf. You don't back off. Sometimes the test may come from the enemy. 
Sometimes it may come from circumstances that we, we, brought, we, we, we inflicted on ourselves. But whichever way it is, we refuse to move our ground. Sometimes wrong decisions. But you see, uh, sometimes we adopt the attitude of this, of this person. One time, this person was trying to, to board a train, and um, they didn't get there fast enough, and then the doors closed, and the other person made it in there, and then they heard this other person crying out and saying, oh, why me, oh, why me? <laughs> but no matter what the situation is, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Notice that he says that the trying of your faith works patience. Because you see, it is through patience, faith and patience, that we inherit the promises. Faith and endurance. Notice what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. He says that be you not slothful. But followers of them, notice this, these are power twins, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Through faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith takes, patience endures till you see the manifestation endure some things are quick some things it takes a period of time for it to come to pass but between faith and patience you will inherit the promises so he says that follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises james had gone into the point i mean he did not recognize jesus from the natural standpoint when he was in the earth. And sometimes God sent us people and we did not recognize them. But when he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, no, this is not just my brother. This is somebody I need to follow closely. This is somebody I need to serve and to love. Love and serve. Follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Who you follow makes all the difference. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That may we be faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may God bless us with loyal friends and people as well. In the mighty name of the lord jesus thank you lord glory be to the name of the lord then he goes on to say let's let's go a step further here he says let patience have a perfect perfect work work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing perfect wanting nothing so four trials come to test our faith to see if it is pure or not. Test our loyalty. 
Five, it develops staying power long past the time when you should have thrown in the towel. It's like for those that are into fitness to stay fit, patience is like the pulley, the bench presses, and the barbell of the soul. It develops character. Notice what the Bible says, Romans chapter 5, verse 3, he says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope makes not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The love of God. So we glory in tribulation. How can you glory? This, 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 how can you be joyful in these things? When you hear a bad report, a negative report, how can we glory in these things? It develops character in us ultimately when we are able to overcome. And then six, trials need to be responded to properly. We need to respond to it properly. You can have a good attitude or you can have a negative attitude. For one thing, if you are alive today, it is by the grace of God. You can wake up in the morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And be glad in it. Thank God. His mercies are new every morning. Thank God I'm here today. Thank God for the health that I enjoy. He says that glory in tribulations. How can we glory? How can we be joyful? Because we know that we serve a God who is greater than any test, who is greater than any trial. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. When God is with me, it doesn't matter what else is in the valley. I know that I am going through the valley. The trouble sometimes is we camp in the valley. Set up the tent, put out, set up, bring out the campfire, and then tent camp out there. But no, even though I go through the valley, of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. 
Thank you, Lord. And then seven, trials properly responded to make us productive. There's perfection. In James chapter 1, let's go back there. He says that, but let patience, endurance, have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That is the end goal. Lacking nothing. Let patience have its perfect work in you. One time, a young girl walked into the shop of the person who was designing um, the head of Abraham Lincoln. The sculpture is on the Lincoln Memorial in the capital. And when this person got there, this, this thing was half done. It wasn't complete. And the young girl asked us the, the sculptor and, and said, what are you doing? Is this Abraham Lincoln? I don't see him in there. The person responded, that I am working on the sculpture. And later on, the young girl responded. And after she looked at it, critical, I mean, analytically, said, yes, I see him in there. It is a work in progress, but I see the person in there. You may not have arrived, but as you let endurance would have its perfect, patience have its perfect work in your life, you will come out entire, complete, and you will not lack anything. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, anything that is lacking and missing in your life, in the name of Jesus, as you let God work, do a work in your heart, you come out, I see you coming out perfect and complete. Mature is really the word. Our maturity is the goal. God desires that no matter what comes up, we cooperate with him to see his hand at work in our life and so that we can move to the next level. In the school year, we'll be starting here shortly. Maybe you're entering college or entering a new, a new grade. Not long after, they will do a midterm exams. The goal of the midterm exams it's not to, so that you will flunk the, the, the course. The goal is to check whether you are making progress. God doesn't tempt anybody. He says that later on. The difficulties don't come from God directly. One of the things that these people were doing was because of the, of, of the challenges and the difficulty, they were asking Pastor James and he responds very well. That is God remotely somehow behind our difficulty. Is he remotely behind this thing that we are going through? We are scattered. We've lost our homes. We've lost our jobs. Different thing. Is God remotely behind it? It responds to them. God is not the one behind your trouble. No, no, no. He's actually the one that wants to help you overcome. Notice what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. He says, No temptation 
has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Somebody shout it, God is faithful. Shout it, God is faithful. Shout it, God is faithful. He says that, look, whatever you are faced with is, is common to man. It's common to the human race. <laughs> Solomon put it this way. He says, what has been before is what will be again, and there is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> it's not new. It may be new to you, but it's not new under the sun. Or to God. Shout it, but God is faithful. He says, but God is faithful. He says he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Sometimes we try to make our own way of escape. <laughs> and usually that doesn't work out well. He says with the test, with the trial, he will also make a way of escape. Position is not that, oh God, send me a trial that will make me happy. That's not the position. Or when you, when you accidentally hit your hand with a hammer, you say, oh, I'm joyful for this pain. Pain is real. We are not denying the pain. We are conscious of the fact that people are going through painful and difficult times. But the thought is that when you are going through pain and difficulties, It's not like you are in a cul-de-sac and you are stuck. But it's a highway for you to move on to another level in your walk with the Lord. Or it's not like a closed window with no way out but the test or the trial is like a whole way that you are walking through and maybe i may be talking to someone who everything is on the bright side up and up that is god's plan for each and every one of us if you are in that condition you talk to me after service or reach out. I can introduce you to people that are going through a difficult time and could use the help. You see. He sees. But God is faithful will not allow you be, to be tempted what you are what you are able but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it you will 
come out of this a better person. You will come out of this and it all depends on our response. When emergencies happen, things happen out of the blue suddenly. Uh, initially you may respond with deep anger, with our emotions. We may pound the table. What's going on? But after you go come out of this, after you come out of the test, depending on your attitude as you go through, you emerge a better person. You count it all joy when you fall into various tests, into various trials, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, no matter what you may be faced with, I see God showing you the way of escape. I said, I see God showing you the way of escape. I said, I see God showing you the way of escape. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I am with you all the time. The Christian race is a race where we go from victory to victory. We go from strength to strength. We go from faith to faith. You see, the world doesn't have the answers. The answers can only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. I choose to overcome. I choose to walk in victory. I choose. And one of the best ways to do this is to remember the things that God has done for you in the past. If he's done it before, he will do it again. If he's come through before, he will come through again. If, he's, if you've seen one miracle before, you will see another one. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Because the God that we serve. He says I am the Lord. I change not. He is the same yesterday. Today. And forever. Listen to J.B. Phillips translation. Of these first few verses of the book of James. He's one of the early translators of the Bible. In, into the modern translation that we have. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, sends greeting to the twelve dispersed tribes. When all kinds of trials and temptation crowd into your lives, my brothers, don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. Realize that they come to test your faith and to produce in you the quality 
of endurance. But let the process go on until that endurance is fully developed. And you find that you have become men of mature character with the right sort of independence. And if in the process, any of you does not know how to meet any particular problem, he has, he has only to ask God who give generously to all men without making them feel foolish or guilty. And he may be quite sure that the necessary wisdom will be given to them. I like how he puts it. Don't resent them as intruders but welcome them as friends that is an attitude of one attitude how to respond to tests and to tri trials say welcome <laughs> because i know when this all this is said and done i may not understand it all but i welcome you as a friend because i know that when i overcome I will go to another level in my work with the Lord. When I overcome, I will be closer to the Lord than ever before. When I overcome, I will come out as a better person. Welcome to test and to trials. That's usually not our response. Count it all joy. And it sees that the goal is that you be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. But in case you haven't arrived yet yet, there's wisdom available to show you why you haven't arrived. You can ask for wisdom. So I don't understand all of it. Lord, show me what may be missing. And as he shows you, there is that way of escape. So our first response to test and to trial and how to overcome is welcome. <laughs> I like this translation. Don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. You can grow resentful. Some people even get to the point where they get resentful against God and throw in the towel all together in their Christian walk. Don't ever do that. Welcome them as friends. I see you overcoming in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you overcoming in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you overcoming in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. There's a lot in this book of James. We've just, just with a few, dealt with a few chapters. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank God for his word. There's a lot packed in here. Thank God for his word. Maybe you are watching online or TV. Something has come up. Something is coming up. You don't know which way to turn. Lord, we are conscious of the fact that people are going through a hard time, difficult times. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the first step is to yield your life to the Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.